You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Practice of acupuncture is there's a lot of different ways to to describe it, to define it. Uh, the traditional way is the concept of that there is chi or the vital force that runs through energy channels in the body or uh, yeah channels in the body, and that's been the traditional perspective of it for many centuries until today where they're starting to understand a lot more about the physiological mechanisms. So with scientific research and understanding what's going on on a cellular level when acupuncture is applied. Well, you, I mean, here we go. We're talking about acupuncture. We're here with Dr. Chris. And how do you say last name? Ferris? Yeah, Ferris. So how did you get into the acupuncture field in the first place? Because when I think of acupuncture, are we talking about needles and all these types of sorts? Yeah, that's correct. Oh, man, that's a, such a scary concept to me, man, because I remember I watched a scary movie and the guy was laying on uh, one of those tables and he had all the acupuncture needles in him and he fell over on top of all the needles. Oh, yeah. Was that Final Destination or something? Yes, it was. The, the movie that ruined me on so many wonderful things. How I cannot, <laughs> I cannot drive on a highway behind a log truck because of that movie. <laughs> Yeah, no more roller coasters either. Yeah, exactly. So, what? How did you even? First of all, how did you even get started into acupuncture? And if you could explain a little for people that don't know what it is. Yeah, sure. So, the, I suppose the short answer as to how I got into it is, acupuncture chose me, is what I say, because I had a feeling, to follow it when I was nineteen. I enrolled in the course. I did one semester, and then dropped out to do other things. I started playing in rock bands and touring around Australia and then went to Los Angeles for a bit. Then after that period of my life ended, I needed to make a big change in my life because it wasn't, wasn't going very well. And then once again, acupuncture presented itself to me and it was as though no matter what I did, I always ended up back on this same path of that, that was leading me to here. So the concept of st what's with the needles, why do they stick it in certain muscle groups? Is it supposed to create a sense of relaxation or type of stimulant that's supposed to relax the muscles? Yeah. So it works on a number of different levels. So the style of needle that we use and needle may actually not even be the correct term because it's when you think needles obviously most people think of getting blood taken at the doctor or getting an injection what the, the appropriate term would be filiform as in thread-like so the needles that we used are a great deal thinner than a hypodermic and so where a hypodermic is designed to give and take fluid to the body it's hollow and so therefore the diameter is comparatively a lot thicker and this is what causes the pain when you get a needle whereas an acupuncture or filiform needle is 
rocket tipped. So when it enters the body, it separates the structures instead of cutting through them. And this is why usually most of the time you should just feel something close to a mosquito bite, if that. Most of the time, you don't really feel much at all. And the purpose of it is if you're treating local pain, like say if you've got, sorry, my dog's going crazy. Um, say if you have muscle tightness, you can insert the needles into what are called trigger points and it will cause the muscle to relax. Then on a systemic level, if you're treating, say, gastrointestinal conditions or systemic pain, the needles act like a way of stimulating the body's immune responses and nervous system to enact a systemic response to heal the body. What are your kind of problems dealing with uh, acupuncture? Because, I mean, is, 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 would it be your clientele, a lot of people not being open to getting needles, or do you find that there are a lot of people looking for this? That's a good question. So the thing that I find is, yes, some people are needle phobic and they have a disproportionate perspective of what they're going to experience. Pretty much every single time, I think with the exception of one or two patients, every single person that has come to me that's been afraid of needles has walked out going, I don't know what I was afraid of. And the other thing that would be, I suppose, a challenge to treatment is the fact that acupuncture has the stigma of an energy medicine being attached to it. And I think a great deal of the population still think that an acupuncturist is like a hippie that throws needles at you and hopes that your energy systems are all going to balance, um, which is not, you know, which is, it's an inaccurate perspective of what it is. I think a lot of people see it like how I saw it from Final Destination as a scary movie when it seems like it's one of its major benefits happens to be just reducing stress. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like this is the reason why people go and do yoga. People tend to do uh, those cr those cryo chambers. Um, they deal with a lot of pressure throughout the day. I mean, I think I noticed it being like a giant fitness freak. I started realizing like my back muscles, like not stretching before a workout is very, very mm -hmm. like, it's very detrimental because sometimes I'll wake up and my arm will just feel like there's a bubble in it. And I'm telling you, yeah. when you get one yeah. of those little back massagers or something like that, and you start, if you just take a lacrosse ball or something, and you just roll it on top of your back, like a, where your shoulder blades are, oh, it relieves so much tension. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things that, so massage or or rolling with a with the ball is is effective. I suppose one of the advantages about using a needle is that you can bypass the super, superficial layers of muscle and tissue and get directly to the point that's causing the the discomfort but as you were saying before one of the great benefits of acupuncture is the fact that it does relieve stress so even in the absence of having anything wrong with you you could have an acupuncture treatment and it will help to benefit your like to reduce your stress and also just maintain your level of immunity throughout the day 
Yeah, I think a lot of people don't choose the concept of when they carry a heavy backpack, when they carry a lot of weight throughout the day, not even just from the emotional stress you kind of receive throughout the day, but just the physical tension that you're putting on your body, whether you're sitting down in a, in a crouch style or you're, you know, you're slumped over in your seat, you're not sitting with a straight posture. This creates an ever amounting, just growing amount of pressure on your back, your neck. I mean, most of your joints. I mean, sometimes like just from years of working out, like if I do a deadlift there's a thing called a deadlift hand and it's where your hand mm-hmm. is literally like it's like scary movie two with the guy with the little crazy small hand that starts mixing the mashed potatoes like your hand just it stays in a cramped version and you can't undo it for a couple minutes like yeah yeah it's there's there's crazy things about it. like i'm pretty sure we've all experienced when we're sleeping under the covers and we go and try and point our toes forward and we get that cramp in the foot where literally you're like kill me now kill me now kill me now because it hurts and it it makes sense like there are things to do to reduce stress i've been afraid of it on the concept of i know um like chiropractors i'll never go to one of them on the concept of cracking your back it's it's a science but it can you can slip up and something bad can happen yes so it's always a possibility what types of things have you experienced bad happen during one of an acupuncture treatment? Uh, as a practitioner to, with my patients? Yeah. So mm, I suppose the, the worst thing that I've experienced would really only be in the realm of there being an adverse reaction. And so that would be someone comes in with, some sort of pain and then you apply acupuncture and not all the time, but um, a very small percentage of the time, it can make the condition worse temporarily because it's about how the body's inflammatory systems work. And if you start tampering with those with the goal of, reducing that inflammation initially it can flare it up and so this is part of being where your um, skill as a practitioner comes in to help reduce that confusion and educate your patients that sometimes this is a risk and it can happen and it's completely normal it doesn't happen all the time uh, so that's I suppose that's kind of the worst thing that's happened I haven't had any uh, scary stories myself, fortunately. Um, but so one, one of the risks that can happen for people who are not skilled enough, uh, I don't know how it is where you are, but um, it, it might be similar. Have you heard of dry needling? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so it's kind of a heated topic in, in Australia with acupuncturists because if you are a practitioner of some form who is not an acupuncturist like a physiotherapist or massage therapist or something like that you can go and do a course that will take you as little as two days to learn how to do dry needling and compare that to an acupuncture degree in australia is four years so the interesting thing is we both use the same type of needle and to an acupuncture naive person, they may think that they're both the same thing. 
And I think you have to have the, a good understanding of the human body in a way too, because you have to learn the science. Not only you have to have belief in energy too, a little bit when it comes to a physical person's energy. Like I think we've all experienced a person known as a bad towel or a wet towel when they kind of have this draining personality. Um, yeah, yeah. There's an overall kind of mindset you have to go in if you're doing any type of physical therapy, uh, whether it's, you know, like you just experienced a car accident or something. There's not only the physical stress, but there's emotional stress that goes behind it too, which like it's a reason why if you have like severe anxiety, if you have depression, if you go do something enjoyment that you find fun or enjoyable, you can, you know, it'll because when you have depression, you can experience headaches. You can experience these types of things that affect your blood pressure. You know, you can get, you're basically injuring your own emotional well being. And that can actually cause you to get physically ill. So if you go to acupuncture, a lot of people, when they insert these needles into your body, I'm guessing that when you're kind of doing that into someone's body, you're trying to balance out their overall, what I guess you would consider chi in a way, like their energy. Um, Yeah, that's right. It's, it's it's difficult because saying that for some people that are going to be like, that just sounds like a bunch of witchcraft or magic. I'm like, well, this is also why Reiki energy healing is pretty big. The fact that people can hover spots over you and try and f- realign your chi. I don't know if that's a placebo effect. Um, I don't know if I believe in that entirely. But I mm-hmm. definitely think when it comes to applying stuff to like certain pressure points, um, th- there's definitely a, a, a astounding effect from it, um, especially if you, just a nice massage. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I personally do not think it's a placebo. I, I think there's, I mean, there's actually quite a bit of evidence now coming out for um, Reiki and other modalities like that. So you're right, the, the, there's a, a large proportion of any type of treatment that comes down to an interaction of a practitioner and a patient that if that's missing you also miss out on some of the benefits of the treatment whatever that is i I think definitely when it comes behind having a science behind it it's more than just being massages or all these types of things when it comes to acupuncture it goes down to the old traditional chinese medicine first of all i mean you're talking about the well i'm trying to think of the the symbol uh yin and yang I, i don't yeah yeah but it, it's the overall, like you have these two forces that are constantly in balance, but constantly working around each other. Like yeah. there's, when it comes to doing this type of thing, it's like a neuroscience, you know, it, it, it's more than just massage. It's literally, you're attacking nerves, these types of connective tissues that are in your body, just so you can try to stimulate some type of effect. I mean, when you, you know, when you eat something, your brain releases dopamine and these types of hormonal chemicals that create like, I guess, a sense of kind of forgetfulness of like problems and emotions. It's like an emotional stress kind of reliever. And when you're dealing with like muscles in general, a lot of people don't understand, like you need to consume a certain amount of water to help with your muscles. You know, you need to start Mm -hmm. doing things and people like to live a lazy hard lifestyle when it comes to the fact is they work their ass off in a physical job all day and then they just go home and they wonder why they're so tired their body needs rest you know the thing you can get from acupuncture or yoga is probably the same concept you could get after getting an eight-hour nap like or an eight-hour sleep because your body feels overall rested afterwards 
Yeah, that's right. And the just commenting on your your point about dopamine, it it being the 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 reward mechanism of the brain. So when you do something, dopamine will be released, and then your body says, "Well, that feels good. I'll do that again." And this is the basis for why uh, exercise feels good, while why eating feels good, why sex feels good. But can also, if you are so inclined, tip you over to the other side of the spectrum where you start to develop dependencies on drugs and, and habits in your life, which is also an area which is why acupuncture can be beneficial for that because they have realized that the application of acupuncture causes the release of dopamine and beta endorphins and other neurotransmitters that hit those receptors and enable you to, so for example, if someone has a substance dependency and that they're looking to get off it, whatever that may be. And you, you can use acupuncture. You could even use massage, which is why exercise is so beneficial as a way to help take the edge off it and hit those same receptors that the substance was doing for you. Now, with all this kind of knowledge you have on acupuncture, how differently do you look at the human body than maybe the average person would? I can answer that by bringing up the occasion when I first started studying, it's a bit different now because it's kind of how my, my brain is wired. Uh, but I think any type of health practitioner has this, or and, and it, I, I believe it would apply to any form of profession. I mean, if you studied, if you were a mechanic, you'd never look at a car the same way again. And it's similar when I started learning anatomy people stopped being people and they started being these physiological um, beings, these things that had all of these components working together to create a whole and to understand what's going on on the cellular level of biology. If you, I mean, there's, there's videos on YouTube that you can look up and the recreation of what they have found is going on inside a cell is so bizarre and so abstract that you start going, what, you know, in, in not to touch too much on the concept of, of an ultimate creator, but you start going, who designed all of this? It's so miraculous and so bizarre at the same time. Uh, and to think that that's happening in 60 trillion cells in just one individual is quite mind-blowing. I think, yeah, the fact that like your body changes cells every seven years, so you're practically a new person than you were seven years ago. There's so much about yep. the human body, just what we do chemically and what we do um, in, in a physical change too. And I think like a lot of people should try and find more time to just relax, not only like when you have a day off, just sleep all day, but have a day where you get like... You, you, you try and fix the stuff that's going on in your body, such as maybe uh, taking a health cleanse or something, but more on the lines of massages, man. Because honestly, as a joke, my buddy went up behind me and tried to give me a massage, you know, one of those fake shoulder rub type things. And yeah. honestly, I was like, please don't fucking stop. And he's like, why? I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting so much release from this. Like it literally was, yeah. like, I had tension. I did not know I had tension. And 
I, you know, I, I, you experience that sometimes when you have something like you're laying on top of something and you try and you're too lazy to move it. So you try and move your body and it actually starts kind of digging into your side where it kind of feels good. And you're like, it's like when you walk by somebody and they're just rubbing their back on a wall, like what's wrong with you? You're like, Oh, it feels so good. Yeah. And it's like, it's, we all have this like weird underlying factor that no one wants to address when it comes to just physical exertion throughout the day. I mean, every day you're constantly be putting on stress to the point where when you get into your elderly age, your spine is literally bent over because you've just been, you've just been like, I guess all the weight of the world on your shoulders, just all on top of you to the point it's literally just bringing you closer and closer to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what are some of the things like we talked about adverse effects, but do you find that for some acupuncture people like that are trying to go after this, not in like the field of working it, but more like just trying to seek out acupuncture? Do you find that a lot of them it does not work on? Uh, So do you mean patients coming to me and they have a treatment and they they just say it didn't work? Yeah, like it just they 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 still felt the same. Yeah, I mean it's it it can happen. It's I'm usually finding about eighty percent of the time you'll get a pretty uh, clear response, even if it's small enough for them to go, okay, it worked. It's you know it's I at least need to come back for another one because the reality is most things will not resolve in one session, which some people don't realize. It's yeah. like anything. It's um, you know, you go to a, a physio or physical therapist or a, a chiropractor or, or even a doctor. Everyone is so not everyone, but a lot of people are intent on the quick fix on taking the painkiller. Whereas if you, it's like anything. You're not going to go to the gym once and expect that you're going to have a ripped body. Yeah, I've been going every day for seven years, and I tell people like it's been a freaking challenge trying to go every single day. I mean, it's something you have to commit to. You can't just think like people give up after two weeks. I tell them, no, stick with it. You know, results come to those who wait. You get what you put out, like you get what you put in for it. And it it helps honestly create a, a, a good mentality when it comes to just hard work and perseverance. You know, we live in a world where it seems like to either do something, it's just too complicated or breaks us out of our comfort zone and it's too scary. So we don't want to go and chase after it. Yeah, it's like, as you said, good things come to those who wait. And it's it's like that with anything. If you want to be a successful business person, if you want to fix your health up, if you, you know, even raising your kid, this this is not just a temporary fix thing. It's not something you just go, you know, plant the seed and then not water it it's your health takes attention and when people come to me and their pain reduces by 10% and they go oh it didn't work then it's about once again the skill of explaining to them that this is how things are it's you may need a course of treatments particularly if something's been there for 10 years they've had this pain and then they it it doesn't get better and they they think that acupuncture doesn't work or the, the therapy doesn't work, whatever they're uh, getting treated by. And the reality, reality of the situation is it's that pain could have been there because they haven't been attentive to themselves in the first place. So it's the same kind of habit of, of, of uh, not giving the attention to something and then not committing to something and then investing their responsibility in someone else kind of 
offlaying their responsibility to someone else so they can blame someone when it doesn't work. It's crazy how ironic it is that we want results, but if they're not immediate, we don't have the time for it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. if you think about anything, I'm pretty sure acupuncture does not work on its first try. It's going to take a couple more sessions after that. It's the same reason you go to your therapist. You don't give up after one try and say it doesn't work. You keep doing it until you see the change. You see it happen. Yeah, that's that's true. Although uh, acupuncture has a pretty good uh, track record for giving some some good relief. Like if, for example, if you wake up, you know, sometimes you wake up and you can't turn your head, what's called right neck and you have pain in your, in, in your shoulders. If you go and see an acupuncturist that day, you'll be fine. Usually it will, it will resolve it in, in one treatment. It's the more chronic issues that will need a course of treatments and can, the, the results can take a bit longer to start seeing. Do you think people are just too willing to give up because they know that it's going to take a lot longer and it might not be in their schedule? It depends on the person, man. It's, um, I mean, it's cost is also a thing for a lot of people. It's, it's not really within the budget for a lot of people to see their acupuncturist twice a week for a month to, to really get amazing results. But then there are some people who are committed. They're they're more rare, but I do have patients that are like, I want to get I want to get this thing fixed, and they'll come and see me every week, and it works. Um, then there are other people, like I had someone recently who came to see me twice for something that's been giving them pain for years, and they went, I'm not seeing results. I'm not coming back. Do you find that like this is something? Despite you wanna... the fact that they were like 20% better after their first treatment. Do you find that this is something you want to keep on doing for the rest of your life? Like you don't, do you want to dive off into something a little bit different? Oh, I already am. I think um, even though I enjoy treating, I think if I did it 40 hours a week, I'd go insane. And and not because the, the, the work isn't fulfilling. It's I have, I need to get my fulfillment from uh, a range of different things because of my, uh, creative side so that's why i have my podcast i have online courses i teach at the acupuncture college i do a range of different things all related to acupuncture but never settling on just the one aspect of it yeah that's what i'm saying though you just focus on acupuncture even in your podcast usually it's like a dude that works at a um you know a mcdonald's and then does a business podcast so the complete opposite of what you know he's doing like the complete opposite of what he's doing on an everyday basis. And so uh, how did you decide, like, don't you ever get sick of just acupuncture? I mean, not just working in the field, but just even being talking about it or even dealing with it. I mean, it's got to be the same thing for me. Like when I started being a fitness freak, it was the whole concept Mm -hmm. of like every time I went to the store, it was now worried about calories, not on the fact of food anymore. That's a good point. Uh, so for me, my ultimate obsession is anatomy and physiology, which, as you're well aware, you could study for your whole life and there would be you would never get bored of it because there are so many different aspects to it. And then it's about the application of acupuncture or needling on top of that. And that's what my... But in saying that, though, like one of my courses that I sell is, how to, is a business course about how to, to run your clinic more, more efficiently and more productively. So, yes, I do focus on acupuncture for most of it, but I think that's also 
you know, it's about mastering a, a particular field or aspects of a particular field. So do you find it like, so it's like a trade job. You're learning every single day something new because there's constantly new information coming out and it's always constantly a different process too. It's like working on a machine. Not every machine is the exact same. So you're dealing with, you know, all these people coming to you and you have to treat them all in specific different ways depending on how their body is. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the the fun part about it is that it's most of the time it's it's something new and it's it's about applying that same concept in many different ways so it's always using the same acupuncture needle the same style of acupuncture needle it's still a very similar application of it but it's about trying to find new ways to help people and all different types of pathologies what do you how, how could you convince somebody who might not be open to like let's say myself being open to acupuncture how would you try and tell them like the benefits of it so essentially the body has a state called homeostasis which is when all of the mechanisms are in line at optimum level including temperature including digestion and things like that that the, the it's a level at which the the body will operate and it is required for survival and the body is always aiming to maintain this level of homeostasis so it has a self-healing mechanism that sometimes can be put out of balance because of life and we get into poor habits and poor um whether that's eating habits or exercise, what acupuncture does is help to bring the body back to that central level of homeostasis. So there's there's nothing particularly special about the needles. They're just sterile surgical steel needles. There's no medicine attached to them. They're not, they're not injecting anything. So what the needles are doing are stimulating the body's own ability to heal itself and to support itself back to that level of equilibrium. So, yeah, because like, a lot of people got to understand that it comes from the aspect of like REM sleep, okay? That's a sense of your body going into homeostasis. This is just an easier way than you, instead of taking like an eight-hour nap. You know, the sense you, you probably you must get from acupuncture um, if you're a patient is the whole concept of it's literally sending you into an – it's giving your body a reset. I mean – yeah. Uh, what like people do not understand the concept of what it means first of all when they experience trauma throughout the day they think what are you talking about nothing bad happened to me i'm like okay what didn't go your way today that's the problem that's what that's what that's what the thing is you're you're you have an emotional toll it becomes like someone piling a bunch of rocks on top of this giant stack that stack's going to fall over one day. You just have to make sure that you're, you're you got to prepare your body and your mind for that. You got to make sure that everything's not going to go your way a hundred percent. So you need to find ways to relax because just going and ignoring a problem, letting it gloss over and totally forget about it. It's just going to create ever amounting pressure, which is when you experience like when someone goes and gets a massage, when someone goes and gets acupuncture, you probably get to see them like, this weight get lifted off their shoulders and they're probably surprised because they don't know they actually have that on them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely happens. Um, it happens quite a lot that they, they get up off the bed and you can see the change in them. They're more relaxed. They're a lot of the time 
an amount of their pain has dissipated. And you're right, it's we go throughout the day not realizing that we're gathering all of this stress until you know sometimes it's too late and we wonder why we become ill. Do you think that like you're going to see a spark in kind of more of acupuncture nowadays, or do you think more people are, it's just going to kind of stay the same where if you really, really want to go for it, you can get it. Or do you think more people are going to be open to it just with the ways innovation technology is kind of taking it? I do believe that it's becoming more acceptable and more widespread. So in Australia in 2012, acupuncture was, recognized as a registered profession so we're on the list of it's called APRA here which is the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency so everyone who is a recognized practitioner whether it's a a doctor or a physical therapist or dentist and now acupuncturists are recognized as one of those therapists the next movement is we have something called Medicare here so if you're an Australian citizen or resident, you have access to free healthcare. And a lot of the treatments can be subsidized by the government. So that's the next step for acupuncture. It's what our associations are lobbying for to try to get us onto Medicare. Then the next step after that is to start having practitioners in hospital. Like I think I saw in the States, they're starting to do that. And as a form of pain relief or uh, an integrated therapy along with the Western medicine modality. So to me, it appears as though it's having more recognition, it's being more accepted and, and it seems to be becoming more widespread, which is good. Yes. Ultimately, so it can help more people. Yes, it's not, it, they're going to different aspects now. Like when you bring, um, you know, like a lot of times in hospitals, they wouldn't just have a doctor in there, they have a priest or a minister in there on the concept of you had to be open to everything at the time you know what i mean you had to have him in the room too you have to get all sides i think when people look at acupuncture they consider it just some type of placebo effect you know might have like how i might have thought of it just when it comes if you make the body think it's experiencing something you might experience it when really it comes down to actually an overall balancing of what you know i do kind of believe in when it comes i don't really might believe in the concept of energy but more on the lines of chi just because it sounds mystical but Mm -hmm. it's the concept like that's been throughout chinese history and they've done some pretty amazing things i mean the fact is i've always wanted a tattoo of the yin and yang even though i never exactly knew what it meant but it's the balancing of opposing forces yeah that's right and that that concept of yin and yang even though that version of it is chinese is consistent throughout every culture on earth and it's an inescapable fact of our reality that there is a night and a day there's up and down there's breathe in and breathe out it's that's recognized by every traditional culture on earth do you think that at least when it comes to like kind of yoga are you kind of a big guy when it comes to just overall body well balance i mean i know not even in the realms of acupuncture do you try and go I guess more of trying to balance yourself in a way through other forms. (laughs) Yeah. um, Usually I do. To be honest, I've had the most sedentary year of my life while I've been setting up other business ventures up until uh, earlier this year, I was going to the gym three days a week. I was doing Tai Chi. um, And so I've been, I've been pretty active. And while I temporarily am not practicing that lifestyle, uh, I think it's of utmost important to have some form of physical 
outlet, no matter what it is. I mean, I walk the dog, at least I do that. But um, to have something where your body is moving, to have something where you, your brain can improve its, um, its capacity for learning through physical movement, because they've realized now that one of the best things to keep your brain young is actually exercise. So yeah, not even only physical exercise, also doing mental exercises as well. Yeah. So it's to, to say that, I mean, an acupuncture should be there to, to help support your lifestyle of health, not to be the answer for all of your problems because it's not possible. No practitioner can do that. Yeah, you have to realize you have to make changes on yourself, not rely on just some one thing to be able to fix it. Like when you look at a doctor, you look at a massage therapist, you look at an acupuncture person, you're, 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 you be, people put their faith in them thinking that you're going to be the cure-all to everything. And then they yep. get upset and they turn off to it when it doesn't work. And yeah. like you were saying before, it needs to take time. You also need to be doing these things on your own as well. You need to be creating yourself with more of an environmentally friendly background. You know, when it comes to emotional stress, when it comes to physical stress, you need to be doing things that are going to be able to help without this person. You're, you know, a lot of people nowadays, they choose to just let everything gloss under the carpet. And it builds up, man. It really does. It's when you get a person that screams at you at the grocery store for being in 12 items or less with 13 items. You know, like <laughs> they're experiencing a lot of conflict going on in themselves because they, they don't, they, we get overwhelmed as people, you know. And yeah. sadly, nowadays, when people get overwhelmed, the first thing and the easiest thing for them to do is just be able to yell at someone in front of them. And this is when I say social media has kind of become a bad way when it's given us all a way of complaining and finding, trying to find connectivity and put faith and connectivity in social media when we shouldn't have any faith in social media on the concept of they're not people that actually truly care. They're just mindless faces that want to sit there and just like something and scroll on. They didn't even read what they liked. Yeah, and they can they can hide behind their computer without any fear of actual conflict. Yeah, the fact that someone could write a bad article about something and then immediately that becomes true. Like it, it might not have anything. Like you can hear acts upon like acupuncture, some woman became paralyzed or something. And I'm like, that's doing the whole field a disservice. That's like saying you hated this movie and then you look at Rotten Tomatoes and next thing you know, it's like all negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Like who actually goes out of their way to make a good review about something? Like, <laughs> not a lot yeah. of people. You're going to see a lot more bad ones. But you choose to judge it off someone else's experience. Now, you can listen to someone else's experience much like I do in a podcast. But when it comes to making the judgment yourself, you have to take that shot. You can't just rely on what someone else says and expect that to be full on advice that you should live by yeah that's right and it's it's about trying different things and figuring out what works for you quite a lot of the time people come to acupuncture because it's a final resort because nothing else has worked and once again it's i mean but then again acupuncture doesn't work for everyone there's a percentage where it's it's not going to benefit them or they're 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 not open to it but it's about, I mean, if, if you're at a point in, in your journey of well-being where you have, you're challenged by something and the best thing to do is to try everything you can. Even if you get a small percentage of benefit from something, it means that there's a way to get better. There's 
there's an answer there that that can be explored more. Yeah, there's a resource if you need it. You know, it's not yeah. forcing it down your throat to try acupuncture and better your life, but it's an option. You know, it's not always going to be the pill. I actually am a big advocate of that. I don't think that you should, you know, doctors constantly throw a pill in your face expecting it to fix something when something might just be fixed by maybe a good sleep, a good a good relaxation, man. Because I feel like a lot of times we're living in too much of a tense world. We're afraid to say something. We're afraid to act a certain way. But, you know, we just, we're all looking for a sense of relief in a world that seems so tense. Yeah. And it's that, that uh, quick fix taking a, taking a pill is certainly become something that has, while it is temporarily beneficial, people depend on it too much. So for example, someone has a heart attack or a stroke or something, and then the doctor prescribes them medicine to thin their blood, but then they don't do anything about their life. They just stay on the on the, the blood thinners and then expect that everything is okay. I think one thing that's super crazy is the fact that an acupuncture treatment can actually fix a stroke. Um, in what capacity? In like maybe someone's face, like some side of their body is kind of slumped because they, you know, when a muscle or a nerve in a stroke, it's like part of your body shutting down and it's reactivating the nerve in that one part of the body, like being able to maybe possibly someone be able to move their hand again. Um, it's not like becoming paralyzed, but more like the nerve is kind of, it's, it's a little bit disconnected, but a sense of reconnectivity, whether it's a certain amount of exertion or pressure, um, that you might be swelling up in a certain area. I've had people that, um, you know, they do like massage or something to help relieve an overwhelming amount of pressure in one of their joints where it's causing them to have limited mobility in their arm movement. And then after mm-hmm. a massage therapy with their arm, next thing you know, they're able to have full capacity of it again. Yeah. Uh, as far as that, that's definitely, um, that, that, well, that certainly is, is possible if when it comes to someone who's had a stroke, depending on the severity, uh, if the part of the brain that is affected where the nerves have been completely shut, um, off. shut off, it's it's unlikely that you can do rehabilitation, which you could incorporate acupuncture into. But if it's at the point where uh, someone's had a stroke and, and, and their, their motor nerves are no longer functioning, it's unlikely anything's going to bring that back if yeah. it's past a certain point. Yeah, I was more like not completely dead. I was more talking about the point of you can restore what was like what is kind of crippled in a way, you know, being able to kind of make that process kickstart back up again. But if it's completely shut off, there's not really a way that we've been able to figure out how to kind of fix that. It's Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if if the, if there's still a connection there then yes, because the um the, the reality is that nerves don't regenerate. Um, but yes, you're right. If there's still a connection, then certainly can help to to strengthen that again. Do you find it crazy when someone comes to you, like maybe having a certain swelling in a certain area? Have you been able to use acupuncture to kind of bring that down? It can help to speed it up. But um, so like maybe if someone's had a, a sprained ankle, but that swelling is happening for a reason in order to stop you from moving around. So the the limb can heal itself better. Um, so I, I suppose as far as reducing the healing t- or speeding up the healing time by a percentage, yes, I have, I have seen that. 
Is it the same thing like you could take like maybe a supplement or something as well to kind of reduce swelling? Because it seems like a lot of people chalk up like boosting your immune system will be hooked on to vitamin C, you know, making your bones stronger, vitamin D, you know, or not vitamin D. Yeah, it is, it's calcium, right? Yeah. 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 So like these types of things, if that's logical and there's evidence behind that, then what's to say a good massage therapy cannot reduce stress or alleviate some type of anxiety for them instead of let's getting, let's, you know, you're seeing anxiety hit kids young at younger and younger ages now, mostly on the concept of how their life is now so diverse in technology where there wasn't this aspect before when you got your ass kicked when you were a kid, there wasn't a million videos of it getting posted online. That creates an ever-amounting amount of anxiety and pressure on a kid, especially when it's mm-hmm. such a young and formative age. So you take that and you give them a type of massage therapy or anxiety, like release, which would be maybe uh, acupuncture, a sense of like, sh- it's like screaming into a pillow. You have an emotional tension that's there and a physical tension too. It's ever so draining on your body. That's a thousand times easier to go towards than a legal drug such as like some type of anxiety depressant yeah it's um i think it's probably due to the the pressures of our society that that people are expected to fit in quicker than they can actually have the time to properly heal from something and for i mean i'm not a parent yet so i i can't answer for this but you know if giving a, a child or, or a teenager or, or an adult that is that is seeking treatment for trauma or anxiety or something like that and just giving them antidepressants or anti-anxiety, while it may be really beneficial in the beginning so the person can reintegrate and start getting back to a normal level of social interaction. Yeah, I it's, think it's not really fixing the problem. It's more like putting a Band-Aid on top of it. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. As a uh, um, as a health practitioner, there are people that like absolutely need medication. That if they didn't have it, then they would. They just you know like with some severe forms of um, schizophrenia. Mental illness. Yeah, yeah. But for people who have just you know they're affected by their life, which is termed depression or anxiety by doctors. Um, yeah, I mean, taking Valium or, or an um, antidepressant for a bit, sure, that's that's going to be great. But if you don't address the problem, you're right, it's never going to leave you. I, if, I as soon as you stop taking antidepressants, it will come right back. I definitely think, yeah, and that's actually a big problem why people are afraid to get off their medication because they're afraid yeah. that if they get off of it, they don't know if it's going to come back. Like a lot of people stop taking medication because they think it works and they think that they're cured and they don't realize like when it comes back, like, oh my God, it's back. I'm like, because it, 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 your body got so used to it, it was still in your system. You know, you have to, any health practitioner understands the fact that you have to look at the root cause of a problem. You know, nowadays it seems like doctors aren't even really healthcare practitioners when it comes to the fact that they're just so willing to write off a prescription and easily get you out of their office. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it certainly is a, uh, a problem with certain practitioners. There's a lot of good ones, but I suppose there's also ones that, and I don't think they, they, I don't believe they feel like they're doing something wrong necessarily. It's just the paradigm from which they're taught and they, they're convinced that that is how you treat people. What would you say, I guess, 
when it comes to all this evidence coming out about like maybe drugs or maybe something that you can be doing differently in your life to kind of create a more overall systemic change, what do you find are some of the things or at least in your field in acupuncture that have been coming out as new or interesting to you? Uh, as how do you mean exactly as, as something to do instead of taking pharmaceuticals? Yeah. More like finding a, like, cause it's a, it's like a trade job. So you're learning every single day. What types of stuff have been coming out recently that you've been finding that are really, really interesting that makes you kind of want to dive into? Oh, I see what you're saying. So the, it's, I mean, if you go along and do continued professional development for acupuncture, a lot of the stuff focuses on traditional Chinese medicine, which even though that's the way I'm taught, I focus a lot more on anatomy and physiology. So the, I suppose the, the thing that I could comment on there is I, I ran a course earlier this year for other acupuncturists, and what I focused on was stimulating the nervous system, specifically what's called the vagus nerve. So you have sympathetic and parasympathetic sides of your autonomic nervous system. So sympathetic is fight or flight and parasympathetic is rest and digest. So fight or flight is when you're doing the exercise. It's when you need to protect yourself. It's what's stimulated when you take stimulant drugs, whereas parasympathetic is the part of your nervous system that is switched on when you go into repair mode and when you go to sleep and when you eat. So they're finding that when the body is in a state of sympathetic, it's what's triggering anxious moods and that anxiety then keeps the sympathetic nervous system switched on. So by stimulating the vagus nerve through certain points on the body, you can help to switch the autonomic nervous system over to parasympathetic to help reduce the anxious moods and also to help the body to start repair itself. I think one book I found really interesting in school was the fact that when they looked at the nervous system in an anatomy class or just, you know, basic biology, it, they, they had the skeletal system separate and they had the nervous system separate. When you look at the nervous system, it's like a bunch of roots to a plant. And they're literally yeah. just coming from one central thing, which is your brain. Now, that's all mm-hmm. overlapping in between your muscles, your spine. I mean, everything from your bones to your muscles to your fat to your whatever. The list goes on and on. All the developing tissues. It, it, it boggles my mind how that's all just an impulse of electronic frequencies firing off between your neurons. That the reason why you can move your hand and open and close it is because it's a connection. You know, you have to, the Chinese believed that there was an overall connection you had to have mentally and not even only mentally, but to the energy in yourself and the energy around you that all goes links hand in hand. And honestly, learning and talking more to you about this, I'm starting to have full on belief of it. Yeah, it's, it's something that the ancient Chinese picked up on, although they didn't have an understanding of anatomy because they didn't do dissections. They well, they did that very rarely because of their belief in ancestor worship. It was, it wasn't very cool to go around cutting dead people up, so they didn't know too much about anatomy. A lot of their understanding was based on first-hand experience and questioning. But even so, they created a system of physiology that was very—I'm not going to say it's close—but they had a pretty good idea 
from an external perspective without doing dissection on what was going on in the body. And when you start comparing that to how the body works now, what we know of it now, um, not so much in a literal sense, but from a uh, metaphorical and theoretical sense, they had a pretty good understanding of what was happening and, and how you should approach that as far as healthcare goes. Yeah, I believe that, you know, to truly understand the world is to truly understand yourself when it comes to the fact that you can't be closed off to any ideas when it comes to religion, when it comes to anything. I think anything, you know, you have to find your own interpretation of it too. And the Chinese having to experience, you know, this type of form that people in America never even bothered to even look at, you know, without, we, we were more interested into, there's our organs. Let's see how that works. They were more wrapped around the mind of like your overall well-being linked to your overall core system values when it comes to emotional, physical, spiritual. I mean, the Chinese were giant spiritualists. And, you know, they dived into the realms of astral projection and all these types of things that just make people nowadays in this country just boggle their minds. Like their eyes glaze over, you start talking about it. They start thinking of witchcraft. I'm like, it's really crazy to see the differences in cultures and what they believed in. Yeah, you're right. And it's it's that, you know, what is now termed the, the Western approach to medicine, which is, is the reductionist approach, which is where the di- dissection of human anatomy came from, the concept of literally cutting things up and saying the arm is made up of these, this number of muscles here in the nerve and it goes here and it does this specific thing. Whereas it it doesn't look as the body is an integrated whole. It's rather they looked at it like bits of a machine that you could just replace if you needed to. And that one thing couldn't possibly, you know, something like your diet couldn't possibly have any uh, effect on your well-being. Whereas the Chinese and Indians and a lot of, you know, the traditional shamanic cultures understood that the body was the microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe. And it's all happening at the same time and you can't separate them. It's definitely like one of those moments where if you could have zigged, you should have zagged. I mean, it seems like with all the understanding that we're getting about the world every single day and the more research that keeps coming out, we keep finding something that causes the first thing we believed in to be completely wrong. I mean, we're learning. A lot of people just choose the evidence that we have now to be the sufficient evidence that's going to be like that forever. And throughout history, it's been proven wrong. We've been constantly learning from our mistakes and we've been constantly learning. You know, Leonardo da Vinci said it best, art is never finished, just left undone. On the concept of we're giant works in progress all the way until our very expiration date. Yeah, it's a good point, man. And it's the, the, the whole purpose of the scientific method was to keep disproving the, 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 the hypothesis from before. Yet, ironically, it seems to be that same method that um, ignores a lot of the developments that are going on around it. We definitely have a lot to learn as people. We're not as smart as we think we are. Trust me. I definitely want to give you here a minute at the end, man, to just promote your podcast because it's been awesome talking to you. I mean, it's been, you, you opened up my mind to at least acupuncture. I'm not saying I'm going to go and get a bunch of needles, you know, on my body, mostly because Final Destination ruined me for the rest of my life. But I'm definitely <laughs> going to look a little bit more into it and see if that might be something I want to dive into down the road. I can't, I can't knock it before I haven't tried it. You know what I mean? That's it, man. If you ever come to Australia, I can give you acupuncture if you come here. I think I'd only want to get it from you because you sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thanks, man. 
if people want to find out more about me, they can go to finia.com.au. So that's F-I-M-I-A.com.au. And that will have all links to my podcast where I talk to acupuncturists and also online courses for acupuncturists. Uh, so anyone around the world who's interested in learning more, they can come and check me out. Well, thank you so much for Chris for being on the podcast and stay tuned for another episode of Out of the Blank.